Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam Harris. And I'm Kim Montague. And we found a <laughs> and you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, waiting to be told or shown what to do, but it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians. Not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. And now you're really clear that we actually re-record this <laughs> intro every time we do it. And hey, we're here today. Yeah, okay. Hi, Kim. How's it going? Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm good. I'm totally thinking about this episode because my brain is just exploding about what we're yeah. about to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's clue the listeners in. So <laughs> you, you and I have been talking um, about something that has you really fired up. And when you mentioned it to me... We we both kind of got a little fired up on on uh <laughs> on maybe I say opposite ends. I was going to say opposite things. sides of the discussion. Um, no, 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 yeah, no, no. Well, you know, it's interesting because you and I have we have a, a what? Uh, 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 <laughs> what's the <laughs> word? We have a fabulous professional relationship yeah. in that we don't let each other slide on stuff. Yeah. Um. Maybe more you than me. Like, uh, so, <laughs> I will say something and you'll go, um, I'm not clear on that. And you'll push back and you'll yeah. ask for clarification. And in fact, when, uh, when we were well, deciding, and, well, go ahead. Well, and I, I also don't let you make like, um, like general statements or broad like, sweeping generalizations, glib, glib uh -huh. comments, right? I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to um, say more about that yeah clarify that one please um it, when we were deciding the topic for today's um mm -hmm. podcast i uh, we beat it out a bit mm -hmm. and at some point i said okay like are you trying to talk me out of this uh, or no i think i said well when, when i thought you were trying to talk me out of it and you go well yeah i actually was mm -hmm. <laughs> i was like yeah. oh okay so yeah. it's not like it's it's an honest pushback like you were yes. like and and I think we're going to get into why you were pushing back so hard. Yep. Um, yep. It's one of the reasons. And yep. uh, so let's let's dive in, okay. you, listeners. You might have heard of a a new thing out there called Chat GPT. So I'm just going to talk about it a little bit. It is a specific uh, chat bot 
um, it's an it's an artificial intelligence um, program that's running out there. Uh, I'm thinking about I have computer scientist sons who are probably listening to me talk about this, and they're gonna they're gonna call me and push back and go, "Well, good try, mom. You you missed a little <laughs> of, little bit of the verbiage there." Um, but uh, we're recording this not too long after um, I had just spent some time with my kids, and they were chatting and going on, and they had found this Chat GPT. Uh, thing which I I'll tell you I, I I went to get on it this morning and they are at capacity so it's a very popular very um, timely a lot of people are talking about it, a lot of people are trying it it is artificial intelligence like we might not have seen coming maybe maybe in in some sci-fi movies and things but it's doing some things that I think um, we better pay attention to in education and I want to do this episode because I think teachers out there that are hearing about this are going to have some questions. I think it should cause some reflection. I think we need to consider what we're doing and how this artificial intelligence could and should and might and will impact the way that we teach anything that specifically will stay with the way that we teach mathematics. Um, We've had some artificial intelligent things ish out there like photomath. So if you're not familiar with Photomath, it's a it's an app out there that you can get on the computer and um, you can take a picture of the problem that you've been asked to solve. It uploads it, it reads, uh, you know, and, and you can fix it if, if, if it doesn't read it correctly. And then it can give you an answer. It can give you the steps to solve the problem. Um, and uh, that should impact the way that you think about homework, the way that mm-hmm. you about grading steps, the way that you think about grading right answers only, the way I, I, that that should have already been so, and maybe we should have done a whole episode just on that. Um, but I'd like to dive into the how Chat GPT is different than Photomath because you'll be like, ah, Pam, you know, we, we've heard, we, we, maybe you've already thought about that and you've already kind of come to grips with how that um, impacts your class. Maybe you haven't. So this could be an opportunity for us to just sort of, uh, you know, bring up some of the things. Um, that could impact should that will, I'm going to say will impact Mm -hmm. the way that we teach. There are people out there right now, uh, as I've been looking at social media that are saying, Whoa, this is going to change dramatically the way I teach. And I wonder if, if that might have a little bit to do with the way you teach. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If I'm saying that right. But but if I were to go into a specific classroom and, and sort of notice the, the, the paradigm of the teacher, what, do, what does that teacher believe about thinking and learning? I think that will help me predict how they're going to feel about this chat GPT, how they're going to feel about artificial intelligence and kids. Ah, feel is not the right word, but maybe maybe how it's going to impact. Impact, them. yeah. I Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I think that's well said because as you and I were beating things out, uh, I gained some clarity that what you're saying is this is here, right? It's coming mm-hmm. and it's, it's relevant to teachers, mm-hmm. but maybe will impact some more than others. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe I'll just give you the, the punchline at the end of the episode is if you are teaching real math and your goal is to mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians, this this new artificial intelligence will affect you less, if if at all. So maybe what I really want to do is let everybody that's that's if you're a listener to the podcast and you're trying to do all the things that we're suggesting, take a deep breath and 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 relax a little bit. Like you can be just like sweet, 
Because in a way, I think it will only help what you're doing. I think it will be a resource for your kids to even think and reason and learn even more. I don't think it's going to take you out of a job. Like a lot of the things that I'm reading on social media is, oh my gosh, teaching is over and we're not even going to have a job yeah. anymore. And no one's going to need teachers. And ah, what does this mean for me? And and, and I'm like, well, maybe for you it doesn't. But for, for and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to be glib. Um, I think anybody is honestly, I, 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 when I've seen what it can do, I'm honestly going, okay, let me think about this. So it's not, it's not trivial, but I do think if, if our goal is to create, help students develop their, their mathematical reasoning and brains and the way they think and, and the, and the, the paradigm they have for mathematics, I think we're good. Um, that it, it will only be a help to us. But it is it is worth talking about. Let me maybe I, I'm doing all the, the talking about the results and everything. Let me talk about what it is. So it is an artificial intelligence that can you can ask it questions. Now we already kind of have that, right? We can say, "Hey Siri, uh, you know what what's the weather today?" Oh, my phone's going to talk to me. Let me. <laughs> it's sitting right <laughs> next to me. It's going to answer. Um, you know, we can ask Alexa questions and stuff. But but those are. Um, not quite the way this chat GPT is. Let me give you some examples. So you can go in, in fact, I'm going to give you a specific example. Uh, I have, uh, my sons are writers of all the things. They're computer scientists, but they also like to write. And uh, they write, they like to write fiction. Um, they're Brandon Sanderson fans. There's a plug for, we all like Brandon Sanderson. He's a, he's a, a sci-fi fantasy writer and we all like him. And and so my, one of my sons over Christmas said, oh yeah, check out what I'm doing. And so he would put in uh, a request into the, the chat GPT that we, he would say something like, write me a short story where uh, Odin, where Santa Claus is really Odin and gifts are really, oh, and see now I'm, I'm not going to, he's, he's listening to this. He's going to, mom, what are you talking about? Um, there's something built into the, this particular chat bot that um, you can't ask it to do something unethical. Um, and so he would try to, he, it's almost like he's trying to break the video game. These are my kids. When my kids would play, I, I remember specifically they had a video game where they would try to, um, or the game was all about skateboarding and trick skateboarding and stuff. And, and, and you, you know, you would be on a course and everything. And my kids would take the skateboard and they would go off the course as far as they could and jump on the truck that was in the background of the, you know, you were never supposed to, the truck was just like supposed to provide ambiance to the game, but they would try to break the game. They would try to see where they could get in the corner of the studio to, you know, like climb the, can I, can I climb the wall with the skateboard? I mean, they would do all these kind of funny things. And so in a huge way, that's kind of what he was trying to do was like, how how close can I, I'm getting into the weeds. Basically what he would say is, Hey, chat GPT, write me a story that has these details and this ending. And y'all, it would write a story. Like it would write a story that was coherent, that sounded like a story that had a beginning and a middle and an end. And, and it would have the, the characters that, that my son was suggesting that would go in there. And you might be thinking, Pam, why are you talking about this with math? Well, we were, they, they were, I was over, I was listening, uh, listening to their conversation. So it wasn't about things they were doing with math, but I think you could say to this chat GPT. Now, this is what I haven't had a chance to try yet. Um, when I went to try it in preparation for this podcast, that chat GPT has gotten so popular that it's now at capacity. And so you can't um, ask it anymore at the moment. I wanted to ask it questions like, Hey, solve this problem. What would a ratio table solution look like or a, a solution using the over strategy with a ratio table look like? 
Now it can't, I don't know if it can do that yet because I didn't have a chance to ask it, but it will soon mm-hmm. because the way these things work is they go out to the internet and they gather all this information. And when you ask it questions, then they look in that database and they find something like it. And then using artificial intelligence, pull together the best of those answers and give you an answer. So it might not be correct. It might not be exactly right, but it's going to be more than maybe we thought was possible. Now that's me sort of guessing about what's kind of coming up and happening, but what's happening right now is you can ask it amazing questions and it gathers and, and correlates and composes. And I think it should cause all of us that ever give homework, Mm -hmm. pause, Mm -hmm. How the whole idea of grading homework for correctness, if you, if students are able to go out and just say to this AI, Hey, here's the question, write, write me an essay that has these bits in it. Write me. Um, so that's, you know, for non-math though, it could be math. Here's the word problem I have to answer, uh, show the solution uh, on an area model using, uh, uh, smart personal products or, you know, like, and, and you're like, how will it know what? Or maybe using doubling and having, and you might say, "How will it know what doubling and having is?" Well, because maybe it read my website. Like, yeah. like if it's if its database includes my website, well, then it's going to know what doubling and having is. Yeah. So, Kim, one of the things that you pushed back on me was about grading and homework. Do you want to say? Yeah. So, um, one of the things that I, when we were talking, I was thinking a lot about is. You know, the we've talked about homework before, and I'm not a, a big proponent of homework. I did homework when I was told I had to give homework, but I was real choosy about what I gave. And so, you know, it doesn't bother me as a three five teacher who doesn't love homework to say this is going to greatly impact my students having to go home and do homework because all you know they're going to be able to ask this chatbot and and get you know, the quote unquote answers. And, and even if I'm really specific, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't affect me, but I, but I understand how somebody who relies heavily on homework, if their worldview is I'm going to do some things with my students in class, but a good portion of their learning, if I believe that a good portion of their learning is to then go practice what I've told them to do, I can understand why that would be even traumatic for them because then that whole portion's gone. Because so the I, student can the student can take that home answer. Yeah, can get, get not only an answer but an explanation, and yeah. uh, you know it's like it's all uh, they can turn in something that looks like they put an awful yep. lot of work into it and didn't do any, and and that's troubling if yep. your if your grading system is based on that. Uh, it's also troubling if you think to yourself so. Does that mean that now kids are going to have perfect homework scores, but their test scores are going to be terrible yeah. because they, yep. you know, they literally just throw it into this AI. They, they get, you know, perfect homework. They get perfect essays. They get, uh, you know, like things that I can't tell that it's been plagiarized quote unquote. I don't even know if plagiarism mm-hmm. is the right word um, lifted from the, from the internet. And then, so now they didn't really learn it. Um, and so, you know, what are their test scores going to look like? I, I think there's lots of questions um, that arise. Like you said, mm-hmm. if your paradigm is we're going to do some stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what to do. Now you go home and in order to learn, quote unquote, you've got to do one through 29 odd, 29 times. Now you've got to, you know, got this, this procedure down. Um, how will that affect what kind of what's happening? 
Yeah. The other thing that you and I kind of went back and forth a little bit on was the only experience that I have, I, you know, I don't, I don't use these chat things and, and I'm aware of photomath, but the only experience that I have is with uh, my older son who has at times come home and said, we talked about this thing in math. He, you know, he has a fairly traditional teacher and he's in high school. We'll say he's that. in high school. And so we've, we've, uh, we've talked about this thing and I've got some examples or whatever, but it doesn't really make sense to me quite yet. And so what he will do is get on YouTube and he'll watch a video or we'll, we'll talk about it or I'll call you or whatever. And his perspective is there's this thing, this, this concept, whatever that I want to make sense of. And I want to see how it connects to this other thing that I understand so that I can more deeply understand it. And so what, what I said to you was if I'm about relationships and connections and problem solving, like that's fantastic. That's what we want to create in our students. And so I'm not really all that concerned about this uh, chat GPT because if a student like Luke is going to go get the answers or whatever, but then he's going to make sense of it. He's going to use that tool to more deeply understand something. Then yeah, the the reason he's going to the YouTube videos or to you or to me or, or whatever is because his perspective of math is that he wants to understand. He wants to reason through problems. Yeah. He wants to, to, to develop his brain as a mathematician because he understands what math is. He knows it's figure outable. So uh, what I'm hearing you say is you're perfectly, it's funny because I'm like, Kim, you let your kid just go get answers on photo math. And you're, you, you're like, no, what I let my kid do, let encourage my kid to do is to actually understand what's going on. Not just mimic the three examples that were shown in class yeah. or the two that are in the book or whatever. Right. So <laughs> I'm guessing, well, I'll just ask you, are you willing to let your son when ChatGPT comes back online, are you willing to let him get on there and and get these full paragraph answers and explanations and 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 I think he'd have a blast. But <laughs> well, well, what I was going to say is, um, in the attempt to support him in a subject that I a subject that I love, but in a topic that I don't have as much experience with, mm -hmm. particularly because he's in a um, situation where you know he it's pretty traditional. So I want to provide him with whatever support that I can provide him with so that then we can have a discussion. And, and maybe, you know, this particular chat will give me some better understanding. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go. Yeah, we'll play around with it because your outcome is to actually understand what's yeah, happening, absolutely. to actually gain the relationships. Yeah, I think that's huge. So, so y'all. Oh, I on. was going to say one more thing. The The other thing that I think we wrestled with a little bit was that you have a very global perspective about changing the way that people view math, which mm. is so mm. important, right? Like it's a big kind of view. And my perspective is maybe a little bit smaller, but I think it's really about how are we helping the people who are listening today. And so we kind of bantered a little bit about the fact that I that I was like, so what's the punchline? Like how, how does this affect people? people who are listening how does that help them yep, and yep. so we got there eventually but yeah as we were arguing that's what we were arguing about because I, yeah. I i'm like we got to do an episode on chat gpt and you were like how does that help our listeners and i was like because <laughs> other than you were like how does that help our listeners and i think it was it was super helpful for me when you're when you kind of help me think about the fact that i i really am about 
this is a global issue. This is something that's going to affect teaching as a big, uh, as a, as a profession. And yeah. so I want to raise this issue and I want to start the conversation. Yeah. And you were like, how does that help our listeners? <laughs> like, <laughs> <give> them- <laughs> and I'm, you know, we're better together, right? Because yeah. Yeah. you do, you hold that kind of, and I wouldn't say small, but you hold that individual perspective. It's not that I don't think about individual teachers, but, but, but you're right. My, I'm really thinking glow. I actually, I really want to yeah. revolutionize the way that we teach math. So that's, it's so important to me. And, and you're like, and let's make sure that it's, you know, relevant to the teacher who's listening yeah. today. So yeah, yeah I, I think that's totally, totally yeah. important. Well, and because it's going to probably affect some people more than others, right? You, you mentioned this earlier. The punchline is if you already are teaching in such a way that you are looking for what we call real math and that you are really about building kids' brains and, and helping them become problem solvers. And we don't, we don't need a bunch of computers anymore, right? We have, we have a, a computer. So um, really people can either undertake that shift slowly because it's going to be a shift that's going to need to happen and they can own it and understand it. But, but we need a support system for that because this is a brand new situation. Um, mm. You're not going to be able to just snap your fingers and make it happen, right? It's not going to, it's not going to be like an instant shift for people to go straight from uh, that was not my worldview to instantly my worldview is now students are thinkers and reasoners. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to need a community of support and, and we are like-minded people who know that a shift is coming and is needed and it's here and it's crucial. Yeah, that was really well said. And we offer to you that uh, there's some other ways you can gain support besides just this podcast. So thank you for listening. We're so glad that you're here. Keep listening. We'll keep um, offering you as much support as we can in that shift. But we also have some other ways that we support you. So we have online workshops that are, we call them deep dive workshops that dive deep into content like building edition for young learners, for teachers pre-K through two, building powerful multiplication for anybody who teaches multiplication to grades three and up, building powerful division for anybody who teaches division grades three, four and up, for uh, building powerful proportional reasoning for uh, middle grades teachers grades five and up, building powerful linear functions for anybody who teaches functional reasoning, uh, probably grades eight and up. We offer those deep dive workshops. We only offer registration three times a year and that's open. And anybody who wants some extra support and things like writing problem strings, then check out Journey Plus where you get our signature support system that we call Journey Plus access to a workshop of your choice for an entire year. And if I could tell you what one of our workshop participants just put in our workshop message board, Yvonne said, This course of yours comes as a huge breath of fresh air. Your course is so helpful, making so much sense and helping me sort out concepts and make more sense than ever. Can't wait to have full access to all the lessons because in Building Powerful, this is me, Pam, because in Building Powerful um, Linear Functions, we have a a whole, uh, I can do it. (laughs) What do I, what do I call a sequence? There we go. Boy, the word came to me. We have a whole sequence of lessons um, that you get at the end of that particular workshop. Um, So, so back to Yvonne's message. He said, so main message here, I can see how helpful your course on teaching real math is for teachers in regular settings, but it's also a great addition to my toolbox as someone working with disabled students. So thanks, Yvonne. I really appreciate that. Um, He's in Quebec and appreciate that comment. And if you're interested in getting help like that, check out our online workshops. We only open registration three times a year, and this is one of them. 
Check out those at mathisforgettable.com. If you are listening to this podcast at a different time, you can still go to mathisforgettable.com and get all sorts of information. See when our next registration period is coming up. There's also lots of uh, tons of free stuff that we offer there. You can check that out. Thank you for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Forgettable movement, visit mathisforgettable.com. Let's keep spreading the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.